Good morning, good afternoon. I think it's still morning for me here on the West Coast. What, uh, yeah, good day, folks. Morning, James. Welcome to morning. Perspectives and Focus. My name is James Thank Hicks. Uh, today we are going to have a, a, a fun conversation. We're going we're, we're to talk very technically, but we're going to have an interesting conversation to make it relative to, to everyone out there. Uh, behind the scenes, I have Sarah Savelli. Sarah is a global manufacturing science and technology project manager who is focused on cell and gene technologies at a very large life science and biotechnical organization. Her organization is, is, leading, is a leading supplier for active chemical ingredients and solutions to the pharmaceutical and agrochemical industry. Today's discussion you know, is going to be focused on, on making these incredibly technical terms and functions and processes more relatable to each of us the consumer. Uh, we're essentially going to be answering the question of why her role and her company matter to the greater good. And we're going to really try to dive into understanding the technology behind the science. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Sarah Savelli to the show. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you, James. Thanks for having me today. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'd be remiss if I didn't at least say hello to the folks who are joining us. I told people that I was talking to a rock star today. So people are, are, are jumping in and, and saying and showing mm -hmm. their appreciation, saying hello. So thank you all for Hi, joining everyone. the conversation. And if you have a question for for Sarah, please put a cue in front of it and we can probably dialogue and, and converse about that as well. So Sarah, I tell you what, I gave kind of the, the quick elevator introduction of you, but it's, it's always best to have the individual actually speak and say who they are. So if you don't mind telling the people who you are. Absolutely. So let's say for the large audience, uh, I am a manufacturing science and technology scientist uh, and I work in the science and therapy field uh, for a small group of individuals that are familiar with the um, terminologies I use in the biotech industry. My role is manufacturing science and technology project manager. So. Um, you know, as James uh, James mentioned, uh, uh, it is I work, I work for a large biotech industry, and uh, we manufacture licensing drugs. And the role of NSAT is very particular. So let's say the NSAT play a critical role in the technology transfer. So technology transfer is a process of transferring a technology from two entities, right? So and in my context, these entities are the sending unit, uh, which is the normally the client or research-based organization, to a receiving unit, which is the CDMO, right? So the industry has the ability to manufacture uh, the drug products in GMP and to ensure that the drug product is safe and effective uh, for the end user. So why the technology transfer is so important? So technology transfer, you know, per se, isn't a profitable, right? So, so aspect of my work, but it is a mandatory requirement from a regulatory standpoint. So basically ensures that the research is properly translated into the clinical application. So, and that's absolutely key to understand, to make sure that gaps are identified in preclinical phase and there are fixed, there are mitigated before these drugs are actually being used, right? So that's the high level summary of what I do. That's the 30,000 foot level for the people like me sitting in the back of the room. If you, if you could, so, so again, how that translates, how that relates to, to us either again, mm -hmm. from a, 
uh, an understanding of your role and I guess an understanding of, of your organization and, and how that relates to us on a day-to-day basis, what, what you do, right? How do I see what you do in terms of what, what I do on a daily basis for myself and for my family? Again, are there products, services, um, what? I, I don't want to put any, any words in your mouth, but again, are, 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 what are the aspects of what you do at your organization and how do I take advantage of your research? Absolutely. So, yes, I mean, we don't do, MSA doesn't do research, actually. We are mainly involved in translating that research, right? So we make sure that the manufacturing process that is behind, you know, the, the drug itself, the physical drugs that is delivered to the end user is robust enough, right, and meet all the requirements for the drug product to be safe and effective. So, and that's an important portion because we are not creating, I mean, in the job that I do, I'm not generating a batch that are, at that stage of the tech transfer actually delivered to the patients, but it's a preparation phase, right? So it, we, we make so sure that everything is all set, right? So the equipment is ready, uh, facility is ready, right? The materials are in mm. and everything meets the GMP requirements and GMP requirements are good manufacturing practices and there are simply a set of rules and procedures that are adopted by our pharmaceutical industry to make sure that they, you know, we deliver it a drug that is safe for the, for the end user. So um, that will be a little bit in small, you know, simple words. Got you, um, got you, okay. But it's so, a cross-functional activity. So my activity is cross-functional. So I really work as a team. So I take care of the portion that is regards the, the manufacturing process and the materials equipment used in the manufacturing process and, and make sure that all gaps are closed. But of course, there are thousands of aspects, right? In preclinical phase, you take care of I mean, even a quality control, quality assurance. And so we really, you know, work as a team to make sure that we, we are, you know, delivering this benefit to the end user, because that's what we do. Right? We're making life-saving drugs, and life-saving drugs has have a value, right? And the value is in their benefits. And, uh, yeah, I think that's exactly okay. what makes this job awesome. I appreciate that, because that actually is the statement that I was looking for, right? The quality assurance aspect, right? So you, you're providing technical expertise around quality assurance for for uh, the, the products, the services that, that your organization is delivering. Exactly. Now, you, you talked about a lot of med- medical uh, issues and things like that. There, there's a ton of things that are out there affecting society today. Now, are, are there specific uh, ailments out there that, that your organization is focused on? Uh, you, know, you know, cancer, you know, the world stopped for 18 Absolutely, months because yeah. of COVID and things like that. Are, are there something specific yeah. that you're focused on? Absolutely. So we need to make a difference because my, I mean, biotech industry I work for is a large biotech industry. As you really mentioned at the very beginning, uh, we specialize in different kinds of biotech mix, right? So uh, I can speak to the cell and gene therapy, you know, division because that's a specific division mm-hmm. that is focused on cell and gene technologies. So, well, maybe it's worth explaining what cell and gene technology is, right? So. Um, it is, let's say that these therapies are groundbreaking discoveries, and I really like to find groundbreaking discoveries because uh, they, they really have the, the ability to treat, to cure a variety of diseases from, you know, genetic disorder, disease, cancer, uh, you know, a lot of metabol- even metabolic disorders, and uh, they really have the ability to offer a better quality of life uh, to especially those individuals that have unmet clinical needs and they don't have other treatment options. So, and why is that? Because I mean, I like you know defining cell and gene therapies as 
advancement is one of therapy products, no products, so ATMDs as the European Commission likes to define them. And, uh, you know, there are, even, of course, therapies used in humans and based on sound genes tissues. And so uh, many protocols are combined, right? So they use cell and gene technologies, meaning that you, you know, uh, isolate cells from source uh, that can be, you know, your patient uh, or patient material if the application is autologous or it can be a donor if the application is allogenic meaning that you are isolating from a donor population and then you are at the end right so after the manufacturing process uh, you uh, you want to use that specific drug to treat a variety of patients and that's the uh, you know uh, allogenic application and so cell therapy and gene therapy focus on the transfer of genetic material right so from to a body, you know, to the organism, and that you know, genetic transfer. I mean, it happens uh, via a vector, right? The carrier. It can be viral vector or non-viral vector if it's a plasmid, and then you really insert a sequence, a stretch of DNA, a recombinant DNA, and then you know, when this approach is combined with cell therapy, what you do is you rehab some cells, right? You expand ex vivo and carry that genetic modification. And then you really expand them, let's be able to try to reach the uh, clinical therapeutic goals uh, to then return those cells uh, uh, into other the patients or, you know, deliver the cells to uh, multiple patients again if it's the application is allogenic. So that's the summary of what cell gene means. I, I, I got it. I got it. And, and thank you again for going in, into clarity and, and in detail on that because, again, I, I think. A lot of times I'll talk to folks on the front end, right? Folks either on, on, the, on, on the marketing side, on, on, on purely the business side of talking about what an organization does and, and what their product service or offering is. But now we're peeling layers back. Now I'm, I'm talking to someone like, like, like you, Sarah, who sees behind the scenes, kind of talks the what goes, how I hate to say this, how the sausage is made, right? But again, and, and then we're, we're translating that, hopefully trying to translate that to us, the individual, us, the end consumer, uh, for understanding the value of the work that, that happened. So, again, folks, like I said, we were, we were going to talk about the technology behind the science, um, and, and Sarah, PhD, is the person to talk to. Again, if you got a question about some of the offerings and the things that, that she does from a technology perspective, please do bring those up. Let me, let me ask you, I guess, what, what drives that passion for you, that, that passion for science, that passion for, for information, that passion for... Uh, that quality assurance, making sure that what you and what your organization does. So let's let's talk about that, I guess, from a professional side. What drives your passion for science? Let me let me let me start right there. It's definitely the, the mission, right? So it's the mm -hmm. use of science. I mean, leveraging the science to help people in need, and that's what definitely drives my passion. I've majored really over the years to strong patient focus, mm -hmm. both customer and patient focus. So this really emotional maturity, really, yeah, it started. At pretty much when I graduated, right? So, and that is exactly what what, what drives my passion, it still drives my passion, because uh, there's a mission, a really noble mission behind uh, what we do, uh, you know, what really work. So, and I mean, it's an awesome job, honestly speaking, so. I, 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 I love that. And you, where did you go to school? I'm just, just curious. Yeah, I'm Italian, so I graduated. Yes, I'm Italian, so Italian origin, and actually moved to the U.S. very recently. And uh, I'm by education a uh, molecular biotechnologist, and so really I'm a scientist. Uh, and I graduated with a master's degree in molecular biotechnologist. And then actually, I uh, continued my studies. I enrolled in a five-year postgraduate program 
that is considered equivalent outside Italy uh, to a PhD. Yeah. But actually, I mean, we need to point out it's absolutely, a, you know, PhD and this is a five years postgraduate program lead to very different distinct aspects, right? Career paths. Uh, so if you take this postgraduate program and it's, you know, belongs to the medical school, I mean, I specialized in clinical biochemistry, it really means that you want to have a career in the healthcare industry, right? So, mm. and uh, it is very clinical oriented. So that's why I major this strong customer uh, patient focus. So I started my career, remember, you know, when I mean, the postgraduate program, I was working at hospitals. So mm. that's where I started my career. And in the specifically in the diagnostic medicine laboratory. So that's where I learned the really different kind of diagnostic technologies to uh, analyze, you know, biomarkers and biological fluids, all that kind of stuff. And then when I landed, you know, into the specific sector, which is the uh, transfusion medicine and transplant biology uh, division at that hospital, you know. And that is a really, I think at that point started really my growth. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I started working in a you know, genetic collaboratory, um, mm -hmm. and that's exactly the moment where I learned to, to deal with work pressure and time pressure. Because mm. I don't know if people know that, but you know, especially when you are just what, what I used to do was really analyzing the histocompatibility between a donor and a patient, right, in the context of bone marrow transplant or um, you know, solid organ transplant. And, what well, maybe the people in the other the audience don't doesn't know is that when you have a diseased you know donor right so that diseased donor you have a really some really tight time window time frame to run all possible tests in the laboratory and make sure those results are accurate because in, during that time it is a really tight time frame during which your organ I and mean, that organ is kept alive so okay. you need to make sure in that time that you find the right match and uh, i think it really that was the moment where i saw the massive massive growth and uh, and then you know my life took you know twist i switched from uh diagnostic medicine to the soft therapy field and uh, the first uh, you know um, and that happened actually in an easy way because i was working on pain and that I think explains a lot of my passion because the first two, three years of my postgraduate program, actually I wasn't paid, but I was working as a full-time employee. Okay. And, uh, but then when you know, the hospital received this regional funding uh, and there were, you know, the budget was allocated to the, um, uh, to the silent tissue bank, that's where you know, I switched the career and I got closer to the cell, cell therapy uh, you know, uh, environment and field. Love it. Love it. See, it was a loaded question. Because I, I knew the answer mm -hmm. of where you went to school, and I knew that I knew that you were the scientist. But I, I, I did that for to, to show subject matter expertise, right, for the folks listening and, and watching. So, so folks un understand that you, you, I know you're the real deal. Now, 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 everyone else knows <laughs> that you're the real deal as well. What, what, what's what's great and what's interesting, and we didn't plan this, but you you, you touched on some things about the I must say the mental. Uh, stress levels or the, the, the amount of, of pressure on you to do your job and to do your role effectively. Um, I did want to go into something particularly, and, and, and let's talk about that because, again, we, we talked about the passion for science from a professional perspective, but, again, everything that you do, everything that you're involved in, all different stages of, of diagnoses, all different stages of illness, things like that, that's got to wear on someone uh, significantly, right, and, and how you deal with that. So, so 
we talked about the professional side. Let's talk about the personal side. And I do want to bring up this particular tweet that you sent out um, and, and, and go kind of in context about this, right? And, and I'll read it out to, to, to folks. Uh, after, don't, don't be embarrassed, too. I'm going to read your tweet out online. <laughs> after 15 yeah, minutes of pause answer. and deep breathing, I can pretty much sum up my life in the following lines. I have had and still have hundreds of reasons to feel frustrated and as many moments in which I've felt and feel desperately helpless. But I have three very good reasons to feel empowered. One, I turned my passion into a career and I get paid to have fun. That's, that's really cool right there, which is very rare. I have a mission that started with helping people in need even before realizing that was my mission and it's now expanding into making the world a better place for future generations to live. That is the result of a long self-education process that is changing my beliefs and driving little meaningful actions in my daily life. My freedom. That cannot be taken for granted, and I will always be grateful to my old generation for what I have now. Life isn't perfect, but as a gift, I learn to appreciate the present because what I have today might vanish tomorrow. So when such, helpness, so when such helpless moments come, I take a walk or a run. And if it is pouring outside, like it's doing right now in, uh, in the East Coast, <laughs> I don't care because I love getting soaking wet and letting my feelings slip in the rain. Sarah, talk about this. This, this is, uh, yeah. we, we, we got to go into this, right? Because this is timely. It's happening right now. And, and it speaks to everything, literally, that, that, that you just said. So let, let's, let's talk about that right there that's driving you, that keeps you sane, keeps you grounded. Yeah, there's a lot to say behind this one. <laughs> that, that's a good one right there. That, that, that's a tweet right there that, that, exactly. that you should be saving in, in the archives for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I was really experiencing in that moment uh, the, you know, deepest uh, level of frustration. Um, well, I haven't, you know, had an easy life, uh, definitely. I mean, uh, in, I was definitely very lucky to have supportive parents again, because right, so and also you'd be born in a, in a situation where it's not, you know, you can still have a peace in life. So that's absolutely, you know, that's that, that's the freedom part. But I also had to, you know, had a lot of determination. I had to uh, fight and to compete constantly with, uh, you know, a brother that was the genius of the family. and. Uh, and, you know, and trying to show the, the people around me that I had a brain and an identity, right? So mm. as a woman, so I met, and I, that was particularly difficult because I remember when, you know, when I was at high school or secondary school, even primary school, and I was my brother's sister. So I was not, I wasn't Sarah, so I was my brother's sister always, every time. So, and I think, you know, I embodied that from that time, the, uh, the, Let's give her a second there. Probably having some internet issues. The on her side. used there we to go. cope with, uh, with my frustration, the life frustrations. Uh, uh, you know, it's really taking up. Oh, there it is. Def definitely storming in her neck of the woods in the country there. So that that's why we were having some slight audio issues as well. But uh, I, I had a feeling that this was happening. We'll give it a second for her to come back. There we go. I'm sorry. No, wor no worries. It's, it's that crazy storm happening on the East Coast. So, uh, yeah. So I was saying, you know, a way that, you know, I always use to cope with my daily frustration is when you're just taking a walk or a run. And I'm a solitary person, I have to tell you that. So even, you know, 
I'm able to make tons of friends in a professional setting, you know, because I have these networking capabilities and also a huge dose of self-awareness. So I can say that I'm accomplished like mm. really, you know, from a professional standpoint, because I turned my passion right into a career, as I mentioned. But, you know, from a personal level, on a personal level, you know, I don't feel exactly complete. So yes, I can tell, mm. I can tell you that my life is rich, right? Because it's rich because but it's rich from a professional standpoint, and that's what really, you know, keeps me motivating even in my daily life. But I can't say that I'm a complete person, a person I'm like very shy, for instance, right? So I'm, I'm an introvert person. I really struggle to make friends. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's also the level of frustrations. Yeah. It's the portion. Yeah. <laughs> that's, um, and again, those vulnerabilities, those, those uh, yeah. just, just being able to be introspective and, and understanding our, our, our limitations, our wh whatever they may be, you know, whatever adjective that you, that you want to use, but being able to put that out there in the universe and, 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 and acknowledge that and strive to do better each day, knowing where you came from, knowing where you are, knowing where you want to go. That, that's really what I read into that, right? You, you have respect for the ones that came before you. You have respect for your your technology your industry your education and you're utilizing your platform because you do have the platform right and uh, your, your platform is also the, those last three letters at the end of your name <laughs> right so so that yeah. right there and and I, I i focus on that because i really like the fact of talking and and putting on a pedestal and showing and giving everyone their flowers women and minorities especially in in in, in prominent position so women in technology is huge and we need more champions like you talking sharing these stories sharing these awkward vulnerable stories as well because that focuses and helps for us getting to those stem environments so right the science technology uh, education engineering and math so how to get how to get it right <laughs> so so kudos to you on, on that appreciate that uh, that that dialogue and being vulnerable for a second um Let's talk about the role and, and talk about the future. So we talked about past and present, but, you know, future evolutions of your type of a role, what it is that you do, um, future evolution of things within your industry and your field of focus. What, what do you see for the biotechnology, agri-technology, agri just, just again, what, what you see on a daily basis from your organization uh, coming down the pipe? Yeah. And uh, thanks for this is an interesting question, actually. And uh, I mean, I want to, to answer these questions in the most accurate way, because uh, I mean, I think, uh, you know, answering this question is important to understand the market landscape necessarily. It's absolutely important because I mean, it's absolutely key that to have a customer focus and a patient focus. But we are also part of a large organization that has many competitors. So the market is very competitive. And so it is key is important and we'll learn to differentiate ourselves from the competitors. So and I think that differentiation really comes from the leveraging the technology, right? So what technology has to offer. So I mean we have a lot of platforms, but I also foresee that there will be many other I mean, speaking of from the cell gene therapy and some genetic therapy context. Mm -hmm. So uh, there will be a lot of challenging technologies, right? So being developed and, and even targeting the same clinical indication. So how do we remain competitive, right? So how do we ensure that we, we remain in the same business, especially we actually sustain sustain that competitive advantage? And then that is exactly, I mean, I can say the CGT market is highly influenced and driven by the ongoing progresses in technology. So uh, what we can do I mean, from a CDMO perspective, it is important that we focus on 
how do we automation? So on technology that really allows us to uh, automate, industrialize, you know, solar gene therapy processes and to bring those processes to the market as soon as possible at an affordable price. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, even you know, artificial intelligence, now, there's a lot of focus uh, on artificial intelligence or, you know, virtual reality, machine learning, all this kind of, I see them as enablers, as tools, right? That, it allows us to improve operational efficiency. And when you improve operational efficiency, you also, you know, automate processes and uh, you are a better chance to, um, you know, produce I and mean, manufacture in a more efficient way at the lower costs. And uh, I think that's uh, that's uh, that's important. That should be the focus. And, uh, you know, that helps us doing things differently from our competitors. And, uh, and especially now, I see that the, these aspects are gaining a lot of attention from the regulatory entities, especially the FDA, and we know that governments, policy procedures are, are really the highest value to enter in the market space. So I think it's key to understand, you know, the, how the, these entities regulate those technologies. And um, yeah, I okay. think we will see a lot of advancement in terms of technology, new platforms. Let me, let me, I got, I got two, now I have two questions. I only had one question that I was going to ask, but you, you, you brought something up that I just, I kind of want to ask again with, and I, and I keep saying it, I use this phrase, you know, with the world stopping for 17 months, right? And has, has that caused you, your team, your organization to pivot and focus more, 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 more finally on, on COVID? Right. Again, so you were doing work, you were doing business be before the pandemic. Right. And you, and you probably focused on, on, on a number of different things, a number of different diagnoses, and a number of different technologies, things that need. But has, has what we what we as a planet have gone through this past 17 months has obviously has that taken obviously the priority over any of those other activities? And do you see any of that shifting or do you see more resources coming? How has that affected you yeah. from a day-to-day -day basis, right? What, what you focus on? Yeah, so absolutely didn't change anything in which sense. So we remain in a sort of competitive, right? Mm. And uh, we just increased our, uh, you know, portfolio. We just, you know, increased them in mm. a bit. Uh, we introduced the more modalities, right? Within our portfolio. And uh, yeah, we just started manufacturing. We, we just you know, focus a little bit more on what was a, an emergency situation at that time. Uh, but we still, you know, kept absolutely other, you know, manufacturing processes ongoing. So, I mean, uh, we are allowed to buy the key industry. We just wasn't, you know, even an opportunity for us to explore, explore new, you know, new, uh, new areas of business. And which uh, uh, just absolutely takes them to take the priority right now. I mean, and of course, material shortage of this kind of stuff, oh, yeah, uh, you know, has yeah. been, uh, you know, Problem, general problem, but uh, absolutely nothing affected us. My goodness, my goodness. All right, fun question, right? We we, we dove all the way down and, and we got real technical. But again, I'm a I'm a technologist by by education and trade, and we talk technology. You, you talking platforms and hardware and stuff like that. For you, what's what's your what's your favorite piece of technology? And don't say your <laughs> cell phone, Lord. Don't say you know. No, no, whenever no. I ask this and people say their cell phone, I want I want to know. What's your favorite piece you of really technology? You really want to say your favorite piece of technology? That yeah. specific question. Wow. <laughs> so, um, okay, I have to think about that. Probably. I think it is the self separation machine. 
Okay. My goodness. Yes. So, so hold on. Drop, yes. You got to draw me Salsa a picture of that or something. Yeah, we got to talk yes. about that. Yes, I don't know. Yeah, it's a salsa portion. It's a CPEX technology. So it really is, uh, you know, uh, it's cool. And, but I, I love that. I mean, I think I learned to use this in the past. No, actually, there's another one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot that one. <laughs> that is my favorite. But I don't know if I can mention it anymore. It's a cell expansion machine. It's an automated bioreactor. That's absolutely the coolest thing that I've ever worked with. You, you can't just throw that out there and, and just leave it. Talk talk a little bit about it. Say, say that yeah. again. <laughs> it's, a, you know, it's an hour fiber bioreactor. And, uh, you know, I've used to culture cells and expand cells in a closed system, in a closed, yeah. closed manner. So, and just, yeah, I mean, just, you know, you you upload yourself in there and you just wait, right? And it does everything, it does everything. It's a completely automated process. You just take samples, you have to monitor, you know, the, your process, you know, so your cells are growing. Uh, of course, I mean, it doesn't have a camera, right? So you can't really actually see what's happening inside. Uh, but you can monitor, you know, parameters uh, and, uh, you know, to, to make sure that everything is growing <laughs> fine inside. And you can, it's incredible because it's a very compact, it's such, you know, really small bioreactor with a lot of fibers. And, uh, you know, they, the cells, I mean, it depends on grow different cell lines, right? So I work on a specific cell line, but at the end, you got a huge number. You really recover a huge yield of cells and, and really make the cure of the And so it was really cool, yeah. See that? Folks right there, there there's a true scientist answer right there. I, I, I normally get cell phone, laptop, or some piece of software. Sarah's mm-hmm. talking about cell separation uh, devices, things like that. So that, that, that's pretty cool. Appreciate that. For, how can mm-hmm. folks stay in contact with you? I'm, I'm thinking you have a phenomenal story. You have a phenomenal industry that you're working in. You're, you're, you're in a great position to continue to uh, educate, you know, as, especially the generations coming after you. Uh, I will definitely put in the, in the, uh, in the show notes your, your Twitter page. Right. So you'll start getting more followers on Twitter, probably. But again, is this probably yes. the, the best way for folks to, to get in touch with you LinkedIn. in case they have any questions after after checking this out? They can use even my LinkedIn platform or, okay. uh, yeah, Twitter is fine as well. But I'm on LinkedIn as well. I think that's where my whole network is. So I have a lot of followers on LinkedIn. So it depends. But they can use both, definitely. I awesome. don't use Twitter that much. So, you know, just... <laughs> Yeah, made an account really recently. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna find a way to, to to blow this Twitter up. We're we're, we're definitely gonna <laughs> find a way to get get you some yeah. more followers for sure. Uh, Sarah, I want to be cognizant of your time, and I want you to get that opportunity to maybe go out and run in the rain today because that that's, that's what's happening right there in your in your neck of the woods. I, I know that's and on that's your mind. My plan. <laughs> I know that's, that's on your on your plan. on your agenda. But first and foremost, mm-hmm. I'd be remiss. Thank you for taking the time today Absolutely. right because I think this was an important conversation this was different of a, a, a slightly different conversation than I typically have right especially on perfect uh, mm-hmm. perspectives and focus because I wanted to dive behind the scenes pull kind of the, the veil back and let folks have a conversation and hear from someone who is in the trenches right again we I'll, I'll typically talk to folks who are on the front end folks who are talking from a financial perspective folks who are talking about the managerial side and kind of the strategy but it's, it's the folks that are actually on the line doing the operation pieces that we need to hear from as well and, and understand that their role and their activities matter. Uh, the company matters, but more importantly, the people that, the are, that are doing the work matters. So that, 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 that was my goal, right? So that, that was my selfish mm-hmm. goal for having this conversation today. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, I appreciate you for coming on. 
I, I wish you nothing but but the best. And if you wanted to have, if you had something you wanted to say in closing, I'll, I'll leave the floor for you. Then we'll end. Well, it's been a real pleasure really talking to you and discussing with you. And I agree with all everything you said. I mean, extremely value the workforce, the importance of the workforce. Uh, you know, in a, especially in such an biotech industry, and uh, and also in diversity and inclusion, you know, principles. So, yeah, I appreciate really this conversation, James. Awesome. All right, go put on those new balances and go hit the work and go hit the road. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys have yeah, a great day. Now. Appreciate you now. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Thank you.